Dragon's Lair, a fantasy adventure where you become a valiant knight on a quest to rescue the fair princess from the clutches of an evil dragon. You control the actions of a daring adventurer finding his way through the castle of a dark wizard who has enchanted it with treacherous monsters and obstacles. In the mysterious caverns below the castle, your odyssey continues against the awesome forces that oppose your efforts to reach the dragon's lair. Lead on, adventurer. Your quest awaits. Oh man, what can be said about Don Bluth that hasn't already been said? Actually, a whole lot, because I haven't ever heard anybody talk about Don Bluth before, ever. Crack open a cold box of wine, or pour something cold on ice, because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Like it felt like he it feels like he kind of faded into obscurity, but if you look, like he hasn't, uh, he still like works in video games and shit. Yeah, he Barely. hasn't totally faded. Like the last thing I saw that he was doing is like they were trying to raise money for a feature length movie based on the Dragon Lair games, and I saw like there was like a Kickstarter and an Indiegogo, and they yeah. got like almost a million dollars to make that movie. But it's weird. Like he's had a string of these. Box office flops, but if you look at the movies, they're all good. They're all good movies. Well, I mean, some. Um, actually, I can't judge because there's a few of them I haven't seen. Like I haven't seen a Troll in Central Park or um, Thumbelina, but those didn't exactly appeal to me. All right, you got to dig Thumbelina out of the fucking trash bin. Um, listen, uh, I can't speak to Thumbelina, but Troll in Central Park is good. I mean, they, I mean, goddamn it, he's the guy that made the Anastasia movie, which everybody raves about. But before I that, look, just watched it. <laughs> I mean, all right, like, obviously, like, he was talented enough to work at Disney, and then he was also talented enough to form his own company, and also, clearly his ambitions weren't just going to keep him at Disney. He had things that he wanted to do and make, and he struggled to make them, but he got his he name out did, there. He kind of did it as a fuck you to Disney, too, because they, uh, like, him and a bunch of Disney animators are, like, separated, and that's uh, how Secret of Nim got started, basically. Uh, oh, is that is that the 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 origin of the of that movie? Well, I mean, in in the sense of like uh, how he started an animation company, like yeah. for uh, for a while, it seemed like his career was based on failure. Like Secret and Name has a cult status now, but it was a failure at the box office, hmm. and he and he went bankrupt. And then he got in touch with video game companies and created um, Dragon's Lair, like which is pretty revolutionary for the time. Did you ever play Dragon's Lair? Yeah, it's kind of cool. We'll figure out how we explain it. It's like a side-scrolling movie that you play. Like, you make decisions, and then you get rewarded with cutscenes, which are, like, animated, but they were shot on film. So the game has a quality that's, like, unlike other games for the fact that they have these things, animation cells, from, like, a real movie. Um, Yeah. And I was trying to remember, how how do you describe it? Like, it was, like... You play, like, a Saturday morning video game, but, like, I remember the... it was perfect. It was a perfect quarter popper because I remember he gets so pissed off. Like it was about timing. Like okay, mm-hmm. you got to turn left or right to duck a, a log coming at you or something. 
And you always like, yeah, it was just the perfect timing. And if you fucked up, then the game was over, and then they fucking get you to pop another quarter. <laughs> yeah, you have like this silly knight, and I don't remember his name, but you would execute these commands, and then the knight would do it, and you would see the animation for it. Um, they did have a, another game called like that takes place in space. space yeah, but it's not as fun as the Dragon's Lair. But then, like, through the different, like, um, like the arcade business to, like, hand, like, um, or home, you know, home computer gaming and stuff, like, they kept Dragon's Lair alive, like, in kind of uh, a little bit of different iterations, like, when they started making the console gaming and stuff. But, um, mm. yeah, like I said, they're trying to raise money to turn it into an actual movie now. But, I mean, okay, he, this is the guy... You can basically just credit this guy with, like, these following movies. Like, as you said, they did the adaptation of the Nim books into The Secret of Nim, the movie. I mean, Spielberg recognized that he was so talented, he went to this guy and they did, you know, Feifel, right? They did Amer- yeah, oh American God. Tale, American right? Tale. And, right, and then he wasn't around with the sequel, but he did, and Spielberg also plugged him to do The Land Before Time. So Well, which, like, at the time American Tale came out, like, it became the highest... The highest grossing non-Disney cartoon at the time. Which is funny like, because, like, uh... And dude's gonna go on, he's gonna go on, like... Alright. We got some gems coming up, but, like, I would say, like... When I was a little kid, Fightful actually meant a lot to me. And that, mo- that movie... Fucking right? Yeah. Like, I was sitting here thinking, like, how do I just talk about this guy when, like... I mean, I feel kind of bad that I historically don't know he's the guy that's responsible for American Tale. And, like, uh, I mean, that's one of those movies, like, I think I talk about my VHS copy of The Princess Bride. Like, I played mm. that movie out. Like, I literally lost the color bar on the top of the screen because I had just played, the, literally played the cassette tape so much that the tape, the micro tape or whatever inside, the magnetic strip was wearing out. So right. I don't know how many times I've seen American Tale. It's one of those movies... It's on TV, you stop whatever you're doing, and you watch the movie. There's not many movies that have that kind of power, but this little cartoon about a mouse immigrating to the United States makes you stop and watch it. You know what I mean? So, Well, it's like, it's it, you know, the one the one common theme that I see, or uh, maybe not theme per se, but, like, his, his movies aren't afraid to be dark for kids' movies. Like, they get fucking uh, brutally dark, and, you know, believe it or not, American Tales is no exception. Like, they have, like... Well, the, the the design on the cats, like the Russian cats, are like eat fucking downright evil, like nightmare inducing, you know. Because mm-hmm. you, you know, you think to a little mouse. <laughs> well, is it yeah. fair to say dark or just to say <clears throat> dramatic? Like you're just pulled into drama. Um, I guess I'm guess I'm kind of combining it because I I think he definitely gets dark in um, Secret of Nim. I mean, like mm. I I watched it um like a week or two ago, and like uh. You know, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it, although you should go out and see it. But, like, there's a scene in there towards the end where you, there's these little mice in peril and you think they're going to die. And I fucking, like, I was sitting there like, holy shit, are they going to actually fucking go for it? Because it had been years since I've seen it. <laughs> so, you know, oh. like, there's some there's some real tension. Like, there's some real darkness in the movies. But Isn't the mouse dad dead? Yeah, it's a, it's a single mother. Yeah, yeah. So there's all, there's all this... Um... History, backstory, build up to how the dad went, and like all the mice are concerned, that's how they're gonna go out, right? Um, I'm trying to, even though I just watched it a week ago, now I'm forgetting these finer details. Well, is don't they use don't they use like the what happened to the dad is like a parable of what's gonna happen to the rest of them or something? I, I, I believe I believe so. Um, yeah. 
like Mrs. Nam has to go like get a or Mrs. Nam, that's Mrs. Brisby, <laughs> the little mouse, uh, like trying to cure her son Timmy because he's got pneumonia. But oh my god, there's uh there were scenes of actual tension in that little cartoon. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's pretty um, interesting. And he's like, um, God, I mean, you know, we talk about Disney and Old Yeller and um, you know, Bambi, but like his shit's pretty traumatic. I mean, like um, American Tell is a weepy for like a little kid. Because, uh, you know, he, uh, imagine getting separated from your parents, land before time. Uh, you know, he gets – his mother dies, and he's left all alone, although that kind of happened in Bambi too. But. Oh, yeah, he's talking about Littlefoot. He's talking about a dinosaur yeah. currently. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> sorry. Friends, well, because like I'm jumping Dimitri around. I'm jumping – I'm uh, sorry. All I'm the jumping di- around his yeah, yeah. All the dinosaur kids work together in Land Before Time, and this was, like, before all these Ice Age movies came out and, like uh, – Trying to think of if there's any other dinosaur movies that are really that popular, but um, not not that are popular. I mean, dinosaur yeah, from Disney. Well, well, that Land, wasn't. Land Before Time was a big deal for quite a while because there was only there weren't that many epic cinematic dinosaur f- stories that were coming out, and then Land Before Time has done like 13 sequels direct to video, which is ridiculous. And none of them are worth your time. <laughs> I, the first two you can watch Land Before Time, and then it's immediate sequel. Is alright. Oh, I, I cut after the second, the, the original sequel, or the first sequel. Oh. It, I hated it so much, like, the, the music and shit, and it just annoyed me. Um, but, hey, having said that, I mean, the, the original is a classic. I watched it a year or two ago. Yeah, it's pretty good. It holds up. I mean, it, it tugs at your fucking heartstrings, dude. Um, death, actually, is a big part of his movies, man. Like, death or separation. Um... Oh. Because, hell, look at his next movie after Land Before Time, um, All Dogs Go to Heaven. I mean, it's right there in the fucking top. Folks, All Dogs Go to Heaven is awesome. There's a junkyard dog, and him and his other dog buddy run cons on people <coughs> at, like, the boardwalk. And then, like, they also bet on horse races, and they are, like, the dogs talk to the horses, and that's how they pick the bets. And then they they find a kid that can talk to them, and they, they pull her, and she's an orphan, so they pull her into, like, the betting world. And they're, they're obviously, you know, using her like a tool, but um, then she forms attachments with the dogs, and then they form attachments with her, but it's like, I don't know, I mean, I guess, in theory, the the main dog was a good dog, and then, like, he lost his way, and then, <laughs> he literally has to be murdered in order for him to regain his heart, <laughs> and, then, right. and then, like, want to make sure that the, this girl is taken care of, but there's a bunch of... Doesn't he have a bunch of puppies he takes care of because he visits his girlfriend dog at like an yes. orphanage or something? All right, yeah, because he, he has brings a whole pizza, song right? pizza. Yeah, yeah, he brings him a whole pizza, and then uh, he gives these puppies some pizza, and then like it's a big fat cigar smoking cat that knocks a car off the end of a bridge, like, and he drowns or whatever. And but his his friend is an alligator who the cat is afraid of, something like that. And like uh, the cat or the the alligator owns like a nightclub, um, something like a, that. Again, yeah. it sounds pretty zany, folks. But if you haven't seen All Dogs Go to Heaven, I mean, if you had to like erase this guy's entire like filmography, then you could just pull out All Dogs Go to Heaven. Everything else is gone, and stand on it still stand on its own. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he's that's I actually got to see that and Land Before Time in the theaters. Um, mm. I think those were the only two of his I'd actually seen in a theater, but... I saw Rockadoodle in the theaters, motherfucker. Did you? I I think I've seen it once on video, but it didn't... uh, 
I'd have to give it a rewatch at some point. I mean, who doesn't want to see a chicken Elvis? And uh, it's almost it's one of those adventures where it goes live action to animation, like the kid sick on his farm, his family farm, but it's getting flooded during a giant storm, and so he has like a I don't know. The storm knocks him into a cartoon world, and he's like a little cat. And then, uh, and then the Rocky Doodle guy's like, "Oh yeah, buddy, I'll take care of you." And then, like, you know what I mean? Like, they go to the big city on some musical adventure. Um, it's a little bit like Page Master. You know how like Macaulay Culkin's character falls oh, yeah. through a storm drain, and he's suddenly animated. Which, like, you're talking about dark themes or death or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm sure this is what these these two kids are seeing as they die. They they turn it into cartoons as they drown to death. You know, you know what I mean? Like, this is their last fantasy. Is, is it like a Jacob's Ladder type situation? Oh, it's totally Jacob's Ladder. You're just waiting for like these, you know, demonic, uh, post-traumatic syndrome demons to show up or something, you know? Like, you like, <laughs> take the kids out. It's like Rock-A-Doodle and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a Hellraiser sequel or something. Oh, jeez. Like Hell-A-Doodle or something, I don't know. Hell-Raise-A-Doodle. Well, why not? We'll match it up. We'll just match it completely together. <laughs> I mean, dude, you're going to end up, you know, Blue's going to end up working on Titan AE of all things. Oh, we haven't gotten that quite. Uh, we're we're getting there. I know that's, we're that was there? just last. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess you could, just, I you could just quickly uh, thumb, you know, Nexus, Thumbelina, and Troll in Central Park. I guess you vouch for those. I haven't seen them. Okay, well, look, it's downhill from there, but. Um, well, he has an uptick with. Uh, I think Thumbelina, at least career. No, nah, I was gonna. I was gonna say that. The, or, excuse me, Anastasia is what I meant to say. No, nah, I was gonna skip. I was gonna say Pebble and the Penguin. Oh well, yeah, you know that. Apparently, I can't find that that much information, but apparently there was a lot of trouble with this one, and he like he wanted his name taken off because uh, the was studio. The yeah. Because hmm. in fact, it even says he's uncredited, but everybody knows he did it. <laughs> like uh, he had a fight with the studio, I do believe. Probably over the voice talent. I'm not sure. Um, I I've seen this like once years ago. I think at like uh, I was babysitting some kids and they had him. I threw it on for him, but that's that's my memory of it. I or very little memory of it. Hmm. I don't know if that's Prime Bluth. I guess he would even say not. So if he wanted his name taken off, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he dude. I mean. You know, it's Martin Short going up against Tim Curry. So, I mean, that right there should draw people in. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a, what is it? A, you know, it's a love story about this pebble, or excuse me, this pebble, this penguin going after a pebble because, of course, uh, you know, they have to present that to their, that's like their engagement ring is like the perfect pebble. Uh, uh I'm not sure. Um... Yeah, yeah, like, you're supposed to show this trinket or whatever, but, look, Martin Short, Tim Curry, Jim Belushi, and it's considered a animated musical adventure. That means the penguins sing. <laughs> <laughs> huh, I wonder what other movies are about penguins that sing. <laughs> here's John an Bluth here's lost it on his hands. Here's an indicator that it's terrible. Um, it's got a common sense rating. Common sense media folks, if you don't know, are, are terrible, terrible, uh, censorship Nazis. So the fact that it's on their scale means that if they approve it, you know it's got to be a terrible movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, 
Well, and then it, obviously the IMDb score is pretty low. So is the Rotten Tomato. But I mean, I remember, I remember it. It's it sticks in my brain. So it's like the precursor to all the other stupid Penguin movies that would come out later, like Happy Feet or Surf's Up. You know. God, there's been a lot of fucking Penguin cartoons, hasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Side discussion. Hit it. Penguin movies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, dang. Oh. Uh, yeah, we did kind of just launch straight into it, but I was going to talk about like behind the scenes, but I won't. I'll keep going. Okay, let's see. Oh, if you got uh, if you got some juicy behind the scenes of Pebble and the Penguin, I want to hear it. <laughs> oh no, I don't have any juice for Pebble and the Penguin. Oh, the, okay. the movie I would like to go back and see is the one about the stupid bat. Actually, you know, it's so funny is because um, I just watched Anastasia on um, Blu-ray because my, my wife likes it and I already watched Secret and Name. I'm like, oh, that's a Don Bluth I haven't seen. Yeah. And I surprisingly liked it. I mean, it's not it's clearly like in the Disney princess vein, but it's not uh, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be or it wasn't it was better than I thought. Um but coincidentally, I got to go back and watch that too cuz it's an extra on the Blu-ray that I already own. Really? The, yeah. The standalone movie with Bartok? Little yeah. Little bat. It's funny. Yeah. So I'm going to have to watch that. It was Rasputin's bat though, wasn't it? Yeah, that's why I'm confused. I'm like, this would be like giving Iago his own movie. Which I think they did, didn't they? Not that I remember, but I don't know. Disney put out a ton of uh, direct-to-video sequels. Maybe I missed it. Maybe it was the Latin cartoon, and the, the bird was like featured in a lot of the episodes. I don't know. But essentially, Bartok's a little bat character in Anastasia that the villain had as a pet, and then he got his own movie like two years later. Um... Now do you are you are you at Titan A? Now well, we're at Titan A. Alright, so this mixed traditional animation with uh computer generated graphics and I think it's Matt Damon. Matt Damon yeah. running around in the future where humans get wiped out because they come to Earth and they fuck us up and then humans are basically the scum of the universe just like floating around. And and uh I don't know, this is like they're gonna the humans are gonna get another Earth. So there's like a secret map and then like a very Han Solo-like character runs into the kid, and then the kid and he are, like, working together to find the... And there's a weird backstory of, like, one of the dudes helped his dad. His dad was, like, this guy that created this artificial planet, and, uh... I don't know. And then they're being chased by the aliens that blew up Earth to make to ensure that the humans don't get their own planet. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know. They wanted our planet, they killed us, and then it, when they found out we were going to get another one they were they came back i don't know <laughs> yeah i you know i i don't even remember i haven't seen this since it first came out like um it felt like even though they were a few years apart it felt like this was a bad time in hollywood trying to like make the sci-fi cartoon happen because there was what this and treasure planet that both bombed within a couple years of each other yeah that's true they tried to adapt like uh what's the name of that um what is the name of that book? That oh, Treasure Planet is based on what is it called? Treasure Island. Treasure there, Island. There we yeah. go. I was like, I was like, but in the planet. Yeah, but but yeah, floating around the planets. Um, I remember but, that being a good movie though, but I, it's been years since I've seen it. Like, but Fantastic Cartoons are around the corner. I mean, they're they're making Toy Story four that has like a toy with an existential crisis. <laughs> and, and I and I'm fairly certain that either Woody or Buzz or both of them is gonna die in this movie. Well, uh, we all thought they were gonna all die in the last one. Yeah. Well, um, then I saw Pixar they, came out of nowhere with another movie called Onward about two elf brothers, 
in a world where like mag- like all the creatures are there like unicorns are like in this world are like raccoons they have a pet dragon as a well like the family dog and I don't know did you see the previews for onward yet mm mm hmm it's funny I mean so you could see you could see how Don Bluth like helped get us to this point where we're making these he definitely inspired the Ice Age movies. There's like a series of movies with, uh, what, what's his name? Ray something? Everybody Loves Raymond? What's his name? Ray Romano? Oh, yeah, Ray Romano, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I think he's, I mean, um, you know, the one thing, at least in his earlier movies, I think from like, I want to say from Pippa and the Penguin or Anastasia going forward, he has, he developed a much more slick, even slicker looking animation, but like, you know, specifically Secretive Nim up to uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven have a very kind of, I don't know, um, it's just a very distinct style. It's almost flickery. Like, I, I, you can feel like the flicker of the ca- the light on the uh, panels. I don't know. Um, oh, it did. I see. He, yeah, he textured his animations to look like they were part of the material world. So it's pretty interesting. Um, like, they, I mean, they look like... Look, just looking at these four, like... Um, I'm looking at an image on Google of uh, Don Bluth's films, and it has the cover art for these four movies. Seeing them clustered together is truly, like, film history. Like, if he does nothing else, like, to be the guy that's responsible for All Dogs Go to Heaven, The Secret of Nim, and American Tale and The Land Before Time, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Right. I mean, I, I'm surprised this guy just doesn't get much play. Like, he seems to be in forgotten to... You know, the history kind of in a weird way. Like, he's like a, his contra, you know, we, we mostly talk about like uh, live action films, but like, I like a good animated film. And, you know, like, he, he was one of the kings for quite a while. And, like, he seems to have been forgotten, mm. which, you know, I'm not sure why. I mean, I know Titan AE was like a huge bomb financially, but it's grown a cult over the years. Well, IMDb is reporting that next year we're going to get the Dragon's Lair movie. Well, that'll be cool if that happens. You know, it would be cool. Um, I don't know. I just like I'm impressed with his animation style. It's you know, it's um, it, it has the Disney cute factor, but I mean, it's also very um, you know, his backgrounds are not very bright and vibrant. Like they're kind of very purposely murky almost sometimes. Like watch an American Tale, and it's very foggy and very you know, like dark in a lot of spots. Um, I don't know. You know, he was the, you know, he made he made kid movies for kids, but I mean they're very adult themes. Hmm. All right. Well, um, do you have a favorite? Um, you know, I'll probably say American Tell just because that's the one that like that was one of those, um, you know, childhood. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the proper word, but I mean, you know, that was like a touch a touchstone. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, like a touchstone of. Of yeah. my childhood. Well, uh, but I, I could love... also say Land Before Time. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I like them all. I mean, I hope that's clear. I like them all. But I, um... I do too. That's. I mean, I just, but I mean, American Tale would be like the the, the go to. But all dogs go to heaven is this. It's spe- pretty solid. It's yeah, fucking... yeah. It's got a special place in my heart. Um, and and I watched the sequel actually, and I also watched. They had a TV show at one point. Yeah, they also have like a All Dogs Go to Heaven. Uh, Christmas Carol or All something. Right. So okay, see like, that's the one that uh, got Don Bluth's kids to college, you know. <laughs> like, right. 
Oh, man. I, I, I mean, well, here's the thing. I don't know if you can answer... Well, obviously, maybe you can survive off of us. Peter Patrick career. I don't know. I mean, he made some great movies, and obviously they're mostly kids' films, but, you know... <laughs> uh... I made a joke earlier today that, like, you know, you know, what uh, what are adults? So, like, okay, there are kids who just have, like, grown up and they're just walking around as bags of shit. <laughs> so, so <laughs> remember that. They still have kid brains and they're still whoever they were supposed to be. But, you know, so I, I guess you could always revisit these movies that meant thing meant something to you. And I guess that's, that's also why this stupid forum exists for us to come back and talk about them. Is because, yeah, you get a little bit older and uh, whatever. Whatever happens to you and your ambitions happens to you and your ambitions. But, hey, guess what? The movies are still here. <laughs> you, you know, like, they're still floating around, you know? You passed on and talked about. Although, you know, I sometimes shakes my head when somebody brings up a movie and it's a completely different perception. Uh, you know, like, if you hear somebody talk about a, mo a great movie in a negative way, you're just like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like... Uh, what's even worse is like, I remember when I worked in a, um, a bigger office uh, where there were more cubicles surrounding me and like hearing the, the pitter patter of people like talking about like the latest, what's supposed to be dumb. I, I wish I can give you a good example, but like I remember hearing conversations of like the latest fucking dumb mundane movie that was out. And I'm just like shaking my hand, like just shut up, David, just shut up, David. <laughs> you know, mm. Like you don't want to be that guy. That shits on people's like generic taste, or you know, although I'm sounding like a snob by saying that, but but you know what I mean. Like, uh, I can think of a good example, but <laughs> like a Nicholas Sparks movie or something. I don't know. Nah, just admit it, Dave. You're a movie snob, and where should movie snobs come but to binge watchers? <laughs> yeah, I, I am a bit of a snob at times, but um, yeah. that's funny. But my taste, go, you know, I try to expand my horizons sometimes. So that, I guess that was a that was a Don Bluth binge watchers. Yeah, it ended up being something. <laughs> All right, looking forward to Dragon's Lair. Now everybody, go watch the music video to "Old Town Road" by Little Nas, where he drags uh, Billy Ray Cyrus through time. <laughs> There's a time what? tunnel, time tunnel from the old west into modern day, and then they put on pink cowboy suits and they go into a. What looks to be a bingo hall for old people, and then they sing their song there. You don't know about Old Town Road? You don't know about this thing? No. This lapper, little Nas, he like took one of Billy Ray Cyrus's songs, or I don't know where the song came from. Wait. Oh, is it that cowboy song? Is that that cowboy song that they're trying to say is a country song, but it's labeled hip hop? Or yeah. Okay, I think I have heard it. I'm yeah. not. I think, but I haven't heard about the video. Oh. Yeah, if we could get the rights to it, I would play it at the end of this episode, but that's likely not to happen. So just imagine a cowboy rap song in all of your heads, and then go watch, I don't know, um, go watch Secret and M. Huh, you know what you're going to do? You're going to find out where else you can find binge watchers on the internet. It's a vast wasteland, but you know what? Let's point you in the right direction. You go to Facebook, at Binge Watchers. You can find our page there. Pretty awesome, cool stuff. A little video post, some funny things there. Also, episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can also check us out at Twitter, binge underscore watchers. And you can find my personal Instagram, 
at RealJohnTMA on Instagram, of course. All right, have a good night, folks. We'll see you next time.